Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, hello there, and uh, welcome to your Thursday edition of the Lori and Julia Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. More prizes coming up today. Yes, yes. indeed. We'll give you a chance to. Win tickets to the Judy Garland musical Beyond the Rainbow, and that is at History Theater. And then we'll give you a shot of guesting, a guesting, guessing the celebrity voice later in the show, and that will be for tickets to see The Pretenders and Journey next summer. Which so Lori be is uh, a bit under, under the, the weather. weather. Under the weather. So uh, we... I made her laugh too hard yesterday, <laughs> and she well or angry. Well, when I recited <laughs> the titles from the Lifetime movies, and there were a lot of them. And uh, Stephanie Hansen is sitting in for her today. So, hey, Steph. Nice to have you here. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Okay, so um, the big news was announced today, and I just want to get your initial reaction, Steph. Okay, because I maybe I'm not up to no, speed that's okay. with the big I, news. I, I'm going to give it to you. Okay. It's huge news. It's breaking news. So, the Met Gala 2020 has revealed its theme, and it's... Co-hosts, co-chair people. Okay, because okay, I'm still getting over that Kanye West is trying to tone down his wife, make her more demure and yeah. Christian in her outfits, apparently, yeah. after her experience at the last Met Gala. So, okay. Where she had the body perk nipple enhancers in her dress and he made her take them out. I mean, there's a picture. That's our product. It was just wild. But we digress. Yes. Go on to this. I want your reaction, <laughs> okay? So... Here is what the title of the 2020 Met Gala is. Okay. And it is all about time, fashion, and duration, exclamation point. So it's inspired in parts by the novels of Virginia Woolf and the theories of the 20th century French philosopher Henry Bergson, who admittedly, here you go. Now, here's the line, okay? Because they always have to have it be something deep because it's all about the exhibition that's going to be at the Met. And um, the gentleman who's in charge of curating the Metropolitan Museum of Arts shows, Andrew Bolton, says that this about this French philosopher, who's admittedly somewhat obscure, (laughs) but also important musings on time, poised it as a consistently mutating stream rather than a series of discrete moments. That screams... the theme is time. It is. And so he wanted to work... On a masterwork um, exhibition, he went on to say, something that connects the zeitgeist and what people are talking about now. So it's the 150th anniversary, so it's a big darn deal, a fashion's biggest night. And it'll take place on May 7th, the first um, Monday night in um, May. 160 women fashion's pieces will be displayed throughout the Met Gala. And here who's on the committee. Because this is when you think fashion, I want to know if you think these people, okay? Okay. Uh, the chair committee, besides Anna Wintour, Louis Vuitton artistic director, Nicholas Gessinia, Anna Wintour. He's great. I know, yes. Mm-hmm. Lynn Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. Emma Stone, and her first time ever in attendance, 
and now promoted to the co-chair, Meryl Streep. Now, the reason I think you're not saying anything is we <sighs> looked it up, and <sighs> Meryl Streep has made the worst dress list for since she's 19 times. And in fact, when we talked to her, Lori and I talked to her when she was um, in town doing press before the Garrison Keillor movie. Yeah, Prairie Home Companion. She said that she loves just finding her dresses whimsically at Little Boutiques. As a matter of fact, she found the one that she wore here at a Little Boutique over in South Minneapolis. Uh huh. And so fashion has never been her thing. And she really has been slammed all the time on it. Do you think that's an interesting choice? Yes, but is it because it's kind of tongue-in-cheek? Duration? Time and duration? Well, poor thing. She's not that old. No, I know she isn't. I love Meryl. I love Meryl. I just watched Heartburn the night before last. That movie is so good. I always cry at that movie. Oh, my word. But don't you think that's a kind of a... But here's what I think. Okay. I think because she's specifically known for having her own sense of style, which is literally her own. Yes. No one ever approves. Right. No one ever gives her accolades for it. I think that kind of makes her iconic in that she just dresses for herself, herself. and what she likes. Right. And that's a new thing in time. And maybe they're sick of all the supermodels yes. and everybody else who no one gives a rat's patoots about. Yes. Showing up and they want people who have... Real star power. Right. Emma Stone just turned and I, her 30. birthday was like 31. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Wow. She's only 31. No, like, she's done what I'm doing. What is it called, Donnie? Self? She's self partnered. I'm self partnered. Oh. <laughs> and Lori and Donnie are wondering who's going to get the, the new dog. way of saying you're single. Yes. But it's it's yeah. not a shaming way of saying no, you're single. Because right. you're fine being by yourself. Right. Absolutely. All alone. Yes. Every oh. night on a Friday. <laughs> wow. Now that really was <laughs> not necessary. But when I heard that someone was self partnered, that's what I thought. And well, then I, the other thing I thought was see? naughty and dirty, and I can't say. Of course. Oh, right. of no, course. We, we went there. We've gone there. <laughs> I was just like, okay. Stephanie, it's a different way. You see, and I, Lori and Donnie gave me this crap about this too. So I've just been saying that I'm just holding my hands together all the time. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, split up with myself, who's going to get, you know, the dog, um, you know, the new furniture bought since we partnered together, you know, that kind of thing. We've You've laughed. been self-partnered for a long time. What do you mean? With yourself. You love well, no, yourself. No no no, 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 no. No, she had a significant other I for ha- a while. I know. She knows you. I do. I know. He knows my friend. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. <laughs> oh, no, that was my husband. I'm talking yes. about my last boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. So oh, I was still on the husband. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. no. <laughs> God, move on. Get with <laughs> it. How yeah, long have like, you been divorced? Well, do we have to go I'm there? I'm just curious <laughs> how long it's actually been. I think it's been six years. Six years? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That is a long time, Julia. So you self-partner on, girlfriend. No, but it was just a new way of, because everyone's saying you're single and not having the negative What's connotations wrong? with this. What is wrong with saying single? single. About that. Nothing. Why is that negative? I just liked this new word. I like it too, because it's funny and it's unique. But <laughs> in all seriousness, here's the question. Because my radio partner, Steph March, gets mad at me about this. Okay. What is wrong with single? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Do we have to create alternate universes or words or feelings or friends or? Because I think, well, in in maybe um, others would like to help me out here, but I don't know if we have enough time. Mm -mm. But what I think is with um, in the past, the old, you know, 
rickety woman in the rocking chair in the past, way in the past. The you know, lady with the, the old lady with the cats. Yes, that person. Yes, okay. that the person. Spinster? The spinster, Donnie. Thank yes. you for coming up with that <laughs> old fashioned term. Yeah, well. So I think there's a little bit of that if you say that you're single at a certain age. Okay? And self-partnering is self-love, so it's all good. Okay. So we're going to move on. I see your face. I'm just, why we got to have the new words for everything? Why can't we just have the old words? Single. We're going to let you have. And ready to mingle. Well, and you have said the nice things that I'm so glad that you've self-partnered and been alone every night, (laughs) including every Friday Friday night. So no judgment from you there. I was just saying that to be a brat. I know. It was good. It worked. I didn't mean it. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, our story we can't get enough of is is a really good one today. You're going to want to hang out with us. It's Lori and Julia on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back, everybody. This single self-partner gal oh, is sitting aside Stephanie Hansen. <laughs> the married matron. At the ba- that's <laughs> right. I know. I'm a 26-year-old married matron. No You're fun. You're 26? No, I've been married 26 oh, I years. Oh, you said I, I'm a 26-year-old. I could be 26. Married matron. And I'm like, wow. Good for you. All right, so here's the deal. Um, we've got giveaways coming up. Just stay with us today because we've got a, got a lot of fun stuff going on. And including a dynamite book. We don't want to pre-advertise <gasps> making sure that she can get through. But it's a big one today. Okay, so Whitney Houston's best friend since she was... Uh, I'm so glad to talk with you about this story. Yes, Robin yes. wrote a book. And the book is called um, "My A Song for You, My Life with Whitney Houston. And Robin and Whitney met years ago in the um, in 1980. Um, Whitney was 17, Robin was 19. They were both camp counselors at a New Jersey summer camp, and they kind of fell, they fell in love with each other. So she's out with her new book. It's been seven years since Whitney's has passed. And let's just listen. I've got so many fillers Feelings. here. But let's listen to Robin talk about why now. Her voice was heavenly. And with an angelic smile to match... It propelled Whitney Houston into superstardom. Topping charts and melting hearts throughout the 80s and 90s. I watched her rise to the top of her game. And I felt compelled to share who that woman was behind all the fame. Robin Crawford was by Whitney's side every step of the way as rumors about them swirled. Everyone knows the the tragic story of Whitney Houston, the superstar. But this is the story that no one else knows except you. Why share that story now? I never envisioned speaking publicly about my life. And then I asked myself the question, what would Whitney want? Would she understand, you know, the time is now? And would she? Huh. Well, wait, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Because I don't know what the cuts are about. So the next one, we're just going to hear a little bit more. And then, okay. Yep. All right. Here we go. For the very first time, Crawford is now opening up publicly about their relationship in her new book, A Song for You. We were intimate on many levels. And all I can say is that it was very deep and we were very connected. 
They first met when Whitney was just shy of 17, Crawford says. Soon, they were inseparable. When did this, this friendship, this partnership, when did it turn into something more? Our friendship was, was a deep friendship. In the early part of that friendship, it was physical. Who knew about the romantic aspect of your relationship with her? I would say no one. It was, it was ours. Okay, so she's very methodical in her speech pattern, mm-hmm. and she's, she seems like she's more of an introvert, obviously, but some of the things that are coming out of this new memoir is that, and we've talked about over the past few days here, is that Whitney and Robin were in love with each other. It was physical, mm-hmm. and then um, when Whitney signed with Clive Davis and they knew that her singing career was up, she gave Robin a Bible and said, we can't be physical anymore, but we got each other. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of said their love even deepened then, became more deep. And so Robin was kind of with her as a bodyguardish, but a protector mm-hmm. of her. And she always said, I'd take sure. care of you. Yep. And so what we learned through all of this is that um, Whitney Houston was troubled with drugs before she even met Robin. And that kind of is something yes, that you're not going to yep. hear of in these So when she was 16? Before that. 14. she. When she was 14, she first tried cocaine. Um, she was smoking pot. And, you know, and she said, um, this isn't in any of this interview. We're talking about Whitney Houston, if you're just joining us, and her best friend, Robin Crawford. And she said the drugs were something that was consistent. Um, Whitney would always say when the career took off for Whitney, um, she, Whitney would often say, cocaine can't go where we're going, but we're not ready to give it quite up yet. Kind of her thing, and so the drugs continued. And Crawford, you know, Robin would say to her, "Nip," because she'd call her "Nip." Yeah, "Nippy," I think is what yep. her family called her as well. Um, we're here already, and the cocaine is still here. It shouldn't be. And she said, and then Whitney said, "I know, I know, you know." And we all saw this, but it never happened. And Whitney always re- admired Robin because Robin quit the drugs, and she said, "You know, I'm going to stop, but I'm just not ready yet." And according to Crawford, she became more and more isolated after. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. She married Bobby Brown, who she didn't really want to marry. She wanted a relationship with Eddie Murphy, but he stood her up. And so she could never forgive him for that. Mm. And um, continued the drugs. We saw, you know, when Bobby Christina was born, we saw um, 
it wasn't chaotic. That was Britney Spears. This one was um, being Bobby Brown, and we oh, and we saw yes. that horrible. And this is after oh. this was after the Crack is Back interview, show you know. And so we always hoped that she could have a comeback. But she, um, Robin writes that um, Whitney became isolated. Her marriage to Bobby Brown was extremely volatile. And she was just worn down by the demands of supporting her extended family and exhausting tour schedule, the constant speculation about her sexuality, the drug addiction, everything just kind of spiraled out of control. It was a big machine that never, ever stopped. Sensing she was in danger, um, Whitney's dad, John Houston, and Robin confronted her and had her set up to go to a rehab facility in Connecticut. And Robin kind of paused and said, I can still see your face. And she said, I'm not ready to go. I don't want to go. And so Robin quit in 2000, working with her and being a part of the team, the machine. And it was the first time she says, I needed to save myself. I could no longer protect her. And so Whitney Houston lived until 2012, Mm -hmm. I believe, May. It was um, February 14th, 2012. Mm -hmm. When she passed and she just said, you know, I had to get out of it. So were they not communicating in those 12 years? I think they still were because when we saw that movie documentary that came out last summer or a year ago, that you could still see that Robin was still around, but not, they always were friends. But Whitney's drug addiction just got so out of control. Well, and it does when you're an addict, you know, you start when you're 14 and then the party stops and... Everyone you partied with gets off the party train because life comes in and they start getting responsible and doing their adult life. And there's right that handful of people that are still yep. left behind. And she says about this book, Whitney always knew I loved her and I always knew she loved me. We have a little bit more from Robin. Crawford. Okay, I just don't know what she's going to say. So, okay. uh, All well, right, well, he, let's he, he questions her story. A little. Oh, okay. Okay. Crawford says their physical intimacy stopped before Houston became a star. She said... I don't believe we should be physical anymore. The music business was a world that we were learning and we didn't want anything to interfere with where she was going. Were you sad? Were you angry? Were you disappointed? I just felt that I wouldn't be losing much. I still loved her the same. And she loved me, and that was good enough. They remained best friends and housemates for years, Crawford says, and she became Houston's closest confidant and point person. A lot of folks will see this, and, and they'll, they'll probably ask, how do I know she's not making all this up? I can't even, I can't even get into that. I mean, hmm. some people may feel that way. Hopefully, they won't. I mean, it was really hmm. it. it she, you, it's hard to get a feel for her because she feels so reserved on her words mm-hmm. and her mannerisms during the interview and um, whatever that guy's name is that I'm blanking out right now went to visit with her at her home to do right, this interview right. at Robin's home. So well, more will come out and we'll see about it. Um, what are your thoughts? You're just going, huh? Well, super sad. Oh, it was so she's very only, believable. Yeah. And I'm I think when you're Whitney Houston and maybe you're gay and you start out and then you can't be your authentic self. Right. 
you just keep doing drugs and you keep trying to please everybody. Exactly. Her mom went on Oprah and said if her daughter was gay, she would not accept it. Oh, that. I know. Her yeah. mom hated this whole thing. So, hated it. And so, there you go. Yeah. You it's, know, you're going to hide it. You're going to pretend. You're going to be afraid. It's super sad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Only- hang, hang on a sec. Let me get mad at you. It's that time of the week. Time for... It's Matt Belanger. 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 Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No. Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Julia, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. <laughs> Belanger. Belanger. Oh. It's Matt Belanger. That's so that, that, that is well done. Well done. Thank you. Ladies, some, you're, you're, on some pitch. Ni- <laughs> <laughs> you're on pitch. You're on pitch. That is something well, we never hear. Oh, if you're just man, joining us, man, it's man, that man. Matt guy from Channel 5. There you go. Matty B for Ma- those. Yeah. Matty B. Matt jo- guy. Who is just going to start kind of hanging out with us for a little while on Matt Thursday. Matt Belanger. Yeah. Why yeah. is he doing that? That was great. Nicely okay. done, guys. That's the first time I've heard that. Oh. Thanks for that. That's how we played it. Because we can never pronounce his name, Stephanie. You're wondering why. Why would we do that? No, I think it's hilarious. I totally got... It's tricky. Oh, I just sounded like Marge from Fargo. I know. (laughs) I totally got it, Julia. You did get it. So, Matt, what's... Now, what are you... I have a plan. Drops of I wisdom. Have a plan. <laughs> Actually, this week, I'd like to look forward to something happening this weekend. Yes. It's the Minneapolis Holiday Boutique. A lot of people are really excited about this. Is All this right. the one at U.S. Bank Stadium? Yes, it's huge. We've got Donnie, thank you for a little holiday bed there. So it's Friday through Sunday. It's at U.S. Bank Stadium. 300 exhibitors. This is kind of somber Christmas music I here. Oh, I was I'll expecting Santa's else. jingle Jeez, bells. Here. <laughs> uh, that was like green God. sleeves yeah. and your home Whoa. alone single so on the, a Friday night. The lone... Oh. <laughs> There we go. I love Ooh. green sleeves. There we go. I do Alas, too. Listen, you do. I've lost control. Right, lost control. You. No, it's a great event, and I want to save you some money and get you there. Oh. So, two pieces of advice. One, buy the tickets online because you can save two dollars. Don't do them at the door. Buy online, save two bucks. And when you go to park, park at the Mills Fleet Farm ramp. It's right there by the stadium, and it's expensive. You know, you have to pay for that, but it is connected by Skyway to the stadium. It is going to be cold this weekend, so you're going to appreciate the ability to kind of run right into the stadium through the Skyway there, or you can use Metro Transit. Blue and Green Line trains stop right there in front of the stadium. They do. That's always nice. So, Matt. Yes, yes dear. Are you a holiday kind of guy? I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to come out here on the radio and say, yeah, I'm an early Christmas embracer. Are yeah. you really? Now, I, do you have I, your d- tree up already? Or? No, but I'm thinking about the theme. What? Yeah. Oh, well, you theme your tree. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> don't you? I go to the uh, holiday boutique and I buy ornament. No. Uh, so yeah, I I like to. I kind of. Do you have more than one when tree? When the weather turns cold, no. My place is. I live okay. in a box in the sky, so there's no barely room for one. It's a pencil tree. It's a little thing in the corner. <laughs> Charlie um, Brown tree on the <laughs> table, table. Oh, basically. Yeah. So yeah, have you noticed like the Christmas creep this year is, is kind of severe. It's kind of like a Christmas tsunami. It's so late. Because Thanksgiving is so late, we've lost a week of shopping and planning and fun. Six days. They're out six days. I'm kind of bummed because I like so many things that happen during the holiday season and that it's such a short window between Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and Christmas this year. I don't know. I don't mind putting this stuff up. I haven't decorated yet. But, uh, you know, occasionally if a song pops up on the Spotify, I'll listen Uh to it. Do you? I I love it, but I don't start it yet. Yeah. No. Are you? Because my radio partner gets very upset that people shortchange the feast. 
Thanksgiving so, kind of mm-hmm. gets the shaft. Nothing a can bit. happen Christmas wise till after the feast. That used to be feast. my favorite holiday because the feast. Yes. Yeah, because it's just eating and fun and yeah. games and no yeah. pressure. So I have a question. What about what about like the shopping part of it? What about getting in the spirit and kind of planning out? When do you start your holiday shopping? I already have. Have mm-hmm. you really? Are mm-hmm. you one of these people? Because the stat is 40% of shoppers start their holiday shopping in September, mid to late September. People a lot yeah. of, at times. Have you bought? I don't think you buy anything till. No, that's not true. You I um, absolutely have to. My, my buying has shrunk. I usually make holiday CDs. Uh-huh. That's my thing. So I curate music. I want one this year. You can have one. Um from, I don't have a CD player. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> I know. It does. Matt, you know what I'm No, but that is so I true. A lot I of people to. don't. You can put it on your iPod. There you go. I still use an iPod, but anyway, that's kind of my thing because I like holiday music and I like to make that. But not too soon. For people, but, but not, not too, too soon. I can't start yet. All right. All right. No, but tell us. Okay, so because yeah. one thing I do do but I didn't do it, I noticed, in my last two trips, is buy ornaments when I travel. Yeah. A lot of people do that. Yeah, we do that, too. Yeah. It's fun to get them out and look. Yeah. And I've been collecting since my kitties were very little. I have ornaments for them that I've given them every year. So when they go off and have their own home, Mm -hmm. they're going to have history of ornaments. I love that. You know, so I've been doing that forever. That's really a great idea. Thank you. One of the only things I've been consistent. Parenting, I I wasn't. (laughs) But the damn ornaments. You know what's ironic about that, Julia, is me too. Like, I have been saving ornaments for Ellie, and I like... I put the year on them. I'm good, but... Like the parenting part, is not know, so great. That's demanding. I had a uh, be careful with that though, because I had a, a baby ball. We called it when I was growing up, right? and it was baby's first Christmas. Oh and, yeah, I have those. And that lasted till I was six when I dropped it on the hard floor. Oh, <laughs> oh the baby ball. <laughs> and then I was baby like, oh, do I, "Am I still okay? I don't have my baby ball oh, anymore." Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, what happened? So, so I brought a little game, real quick. Okay, you got time, yeah, we, real quick. Okay, so, I want to get us in the holiday moods. So if you are going to go to the Minneapolis Holiday Boutique, I'm going to put you in this holiday trivia. Yes, I went last year. It was was phenomenal. Did you just love it? Yeah, I got to squeeze the my pillow, yes. you know, all that stuff that we do and try it out. I wanted yeah. to, you know, I wanted to see what the pillow was like. I don't have one. Um, but anyway, holiday trivia. Get us in the mood. Which department <laughs> store was created? Which department store created Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Macy's. Macy's. No, it's uh, it started with a B. Nope. Like um Gimbals. Yes, Donnie, very Anybody? good guess. No. Montgomery Ward. Uh, oh no, that's even better. I, I didn't did love the know. monkey wards. I loved yes. it's where the new Allianz Stadium is. That's where it used to be back in the day. First St. Paul lights. What year was the first commercial Christmas card made? Christmas card. Nineteen No. No, it's it's gotta 18, be eighteen hundreds. Eighteen 1867. Down a little bit. 1850. 1843. 43. Look at that. What is the best-selling Christmas song ever? Ever. Mariah Mariah Carey's. No, it's White Christmas. It is. Donnie, give yourself a ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Find that on the board. (laughs) Find your own sound effect, man. Give yourself a prize. Matt, we want better questions. I want an easy one. What was Brenda Lee doing around the Christmas tree? Rocking around around. Boom. Got it. Yes, that's good. Christmas tree. Which of these companies was... Christmas party hop. We're we're like... I love it. Fake Broadway (laughs) singers. (laughs) On pitch, too. On pitch. Which of these companies was the first to use Santa Claus in an advertisement? 
Pepsi, Coca Cola, Seven Up, or Fanta? It's Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. I'm not reading off the answers because once you hear it, yeah, you really yeah. do know. Uh, where did the gingerbread house come from? England. Which com- Which country? Oh, yeah, it's uh, not England. Oh, who eats oh. gingerbread? Denmark, Sweden, Germany, Norway. Oh, oh. Germany. The Germans, Germany, the- Germany. It's Germany. Yeah. Yeah, it's, we were know, way off. What he said. Yeah, well, all right. No, she sounded surprised. I, just, I did because I, for some I reason, saw there was a light that turned on. So did you I see it? Like it's you're in, in her an eyes. Universe. She's, she's nodding, and whatever she's saying isn't really going with her facial expression. Do you want to know what's so this funny? Is, this I one's didn't for know you. That you pronounce the name right. Of Germany. 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 <laughs> I have uh, two or three more here, real quick. Which reindeer is Rudolph's dad? What? Come oh. Dancer and Donner and Dasher no. and Dixon. He's a he's Donner and Lixon. Donner is his dad. Donner. How did you know that? Because I've seen Rudolph the Red Nose. Yeah, it is Donner. Well done. What's your favorite holiday cartoon? I liked the one with the dentist with Rudolph. The claimant. Oh. Hermie the dentist. Yeah. yeah. The, it's like the, an, the old animation style. Yeah, yeah I remember watching that as a kid. The Islands was, of the I Misfits. Want, I want to be a dentist. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Christmas we, movie has been played more than any other? It's a wonderful, it's wonderful life. life. Yeah, so see some of these you got. Yeah. He's got. And what's, then, uh, what's your favorite holiday movie? Let me look on the, what else I got. What's mine? Uh-huh. I don't know. All 21 years old of you. Oh, jeez. You <laughs> know. <He's> 14. <laughs> What? No, you're gonna say, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, 35, ladies. Um I don't know. I like Rudolph the Red Nose. I don't know. I don't really get into the movies. You don't? Um, no. You don't watch movies? You watch the Hallmark movies? Oh, I do love oh no, 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 no. Right, all thank these you. all my Netflix, the Christmas this, oh, yes. the oh, Christmas no. farm, the, the Christmas oh, wish, the all, Christmas oh, vacation, oh. the Christmas all of it. You're yeah. not gonna read that list again, are you? No, <laughs> I don't, but it goes on. But check out Hallmark started these and people I, are I used, love those. I do love those. And they're already playing them. Oh, I they've been doing it since well, the yes. middle of October. Remember the, the creep has turned into a tsunami. Remember? And I just <laughs> wonder, do you miss Lori, the lady who is awaiting charge? on the college fraud scandal because wasn't Lori she was in everything Lori like do you miss her because I'm going to be honest she wasn't in the Christmas movies as much as just the lifetime like the movies? party of five gal who's in uh, you know Nev Campbell no, no the other the one, one. La- Lacey 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 um, Chabert yeah okay. Chabert. she's in yes. all of them but but what Lori Laughlin did is she was in a series so she wasn't in the movies. You know, those mm-hmm. movies, you can put them on and you can pop out three really easy on a Saturday afternoon while you're doing laundry, cleaning, decorating, you know, cooking. Yeah. And you don't need Some to always be, be in front of the screen. No, you just have to listen. And let's be honest, you all know the plot already. Because they're the I mean, same plot, aren't it's they? The same, it's basically it the, the same, same movie. But yeah. it ends <laughs> up happy. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. There's Such never a, there's never like a real bloody scene at the end. Of no, any of these it's things. so <laughs> You know, oh, you say that like it's a problem. Gosh, it's so joyful. I love them. I hate Because they're easy. Yeah, no, it is good. It's easy. Yeah. And it makes you feel good. Kind of like listening to Christmas music, even if it's a little bit early. It's too early for me. Yeah. I got a bonus round real All quick right. before I go. Right. Uh, who was the first president? If you know this while you're listening here, can, you just need well, George to George Washington. Celebrate. No, <laughs> no, not the first president. <laughs> no, no, that is question. exactly what he just asked. What is the first president? Uh, who is the first president, I should say, to decorate the White House Christmas tree? This is a this is bonus do you know round. What show you're on college okay. level. We don't do history unless it's Donnie. Cool. I'm going with it's Lincoln. An, it's an F. Is the first F name Franklin. Franklin. 
Delaware Roosevelt. Franklin wasn't a president. Oh. Fillmore. <laughs> what? See, oh, I you told got a snort. You got wrong a wrong show. Franklin Pierce. Franklin oh, Pierce. Pierce. Oh, I Pierce. didn't even know. But that Franklin cat. Pierce was the president. Well, there you go. All right. Okay. Well, that's why I'm here I'm on Five Eyewitness News at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday with Liam McCray. And you can McCray. turn over Shameless at 12 plug. o'clock to Channel 45. Yeah, we'll have an hour for you at noon. Appreciate it, ladies. Thanks for letting me stop. Thank All you, man. Thank you for that bundle of mm-hmm. joy and the sprinkle the of more Christmas. The more you know, that's me, the jolly elf from the downstairs. <laughs> Listen, there's elf shoe covers. That I saw in that um, last Christmas movie, you mm-hmm. know, with Amelia Clark, who's delightful. Oh, I did you see the movie? Yeah. Can you talk about it? Yeah, I will when we come back. Okay, but again, they, they have these little um, <laughs> elf you're bad, shoe Donna. covers, I know, I know. like they're felt and they've got Velcro on the back. And maybe she only had them because she was an elf at the Christmas store. But boy, those would look good on you around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look for a pair of elf shoes. I can just see Mr. Hubbard coming across you in the hallway with your elf shoes on. (laughs) And you work in news. Uh, He's going to expect you to be some radio weirdo. She doesn't understand that. She keeps forgetting. It would make me laugh hysterically. Wow, the newsroom would love it. Yeah, but he's sitting at a desk, so how do we know what shoes he's wearing? He's still got to go to the cafe to get his cup of coffee. That's right. That's right. All right, thank you, darling. We're done with you, whatever your name is. I'm going to work my way right to human resources. Thanks, sweetie. Oh, please don't. No. We've had a busy day there already. Okay, when we come back, we've got something to give away, and we have probably the sweetest story about Miss Dorothy, a teacher, a second grade teacher. We'll be right back. I can deal with the bad nights when I'm with my baby. On this sunny Thursday, November 7th, I believe. All day, all day. Um, just in case you haven't looked at the Thanks date the of today yet. It's funny when you work, you know, later hours in the day. Um, you don't really find out what day it is till like later mid- midday. <laughs> midday. Okay, so um, Steph wants to know about last Christmas. Okay. And Emma Thompson wrote it. And it's based on George Michael's song, you know, Last Christmas, which is... Emma Thompson wrote it. Yes, and she wrote, you know, Sense and Sensibility, and she has... She's brilliant. And the story is um, about a woman, Amelia Clark, who I think the screen loves her more than anything. Oh, she's so good in a romantic comedy, romantic, that movie where... That was so good. Oh, I know. And I love the book, too. And cheesy, oh. I don't even care. They were great. Aren't we they having, had so much chemistry. Aren't we having Jojo Moyles on our show, Danny? No, we couldn't get her. Oh, we just got the book. Darn yeah, it. sorry. I love... Yeah, All she's right. great. So anyway, the movie's really fun. Um, it's getting panned. By Why? Critics. What's the story? Just um, I can't tell you the story because I can't give it away. It isn't what you expect it to be. It's more. It's got a good message and it's delightful. Okay. That's it. 
I love I was her. feel good. Yeah, it's a I, feel good. I am ready. I'm ready for a good feel good movie. I yes. saw the marriage story with Adam Driver and that? Scarlett Johansson. It was fantastic, but it was this century's Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, and right. it just bring tissues. Oh, beyond. Oh, I believe you. Before we do anything, we've got a pair of tickets to give away to Beyond the Rainbow at the History Center Center or Center. Theater. Um the, theater, yes. It's not a center, so that's why I was having our time. Um, we're ready to give that away to the seventh caller. Um, this is Judy Garland at Carnegie Hall, and it's supposed to be fantastic. Yeah. Yes. All right, 651-641-1071. So, um, a little bit of more, more about the movie. It's, yeah. I just loved it. Yeah, and she's really, um, I, you know, in Game of Thrones, she played Daenerys. You couldn't tell fine. her personality. She's, when she smiles... Yeah, she's very different. I love and, her. And her acting in these sort of romantic comedy roles mm-hmm. is better. Because oh. as Tenaria, she just had to be like sort of one note. Right. Because she was the leader and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no, I really think that she's lovely. I do, too. I like her I, a I lot. Do, I do, too. And I just want to find other things she's in because she's so infectious. Mm-hmm. She reminded me, and I was telling Lori this, about a young um, Julia Roberts. Remember when we first met her and we were so delighted with her on the big screen, even though we've known Daenerys in Game of Thrones, it's a completely different character. Yeah, for sure. I just think she's she's all, all that. I still like Julia Roberts. I wish she would so, do more movies. So do I. The last movie I saw with her and Lucas Hedges where she played the mom and he was a drug addict. Yep. That was a hard movie to be in, but she was great. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't finish that one. Oh, and then I watched Beautiful Boy recently too. Oh, that's with the Timothy one I didn't Chalamet finish. Chalamet and Stephen Carell. I watched the first one. You said I love. I, I just as I'm saying all these things to you, I'm like, gosh, I have seen a lot of very depressing movies. No, I need joy. We, Do you you want a joyful movie? Okay, that's yeah. a documentary that I think you can oh, find on Netflix. All right. Um, or Amazon. It might be Amazon. It's called Science Fair. Oh, and it's about kids that compete in the national international science fair. I've read about this. Okay, it's yeah, entertaining. It's clever. It's funny. It's poignant. It's amazing the talent, like that some of these people have, and how they put their package together. And there's a lady who's the teacher that brings right. like these kids to the science fair. Right. It's so inspiring. Oh, I love it, that. The movie is over. I was I was crying. I was so happy when it was over. Not oh, like, I love I that. I was just, I was yeah, like, yeah. this was a great, great story. That I lo- absolutely love that. All right, so here's a great story. So this teacher, Miss Malari, um, she teaches in Pittsburgh, California, um, and she teaches second grade. And one of my kids, both my kids had Mr. Piney at, um, in, during their grade school run, and he was a fourth or third grade. He was a third grade teacher. And every year he would have a song that would get everyone ready for the day and get them calmed down. And he took, he took Buffalo soldier and everyone had a different part, like with drumsticks or something over here or stand up over here. Or, and they sang it together. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so clever and fun. So what this teacher does is every year she finds a new song and pop culture that she loves, changes the words to be meaningful for second graders and teaches them the song. And this year, it was Truth Hurts. Here we go. 
The original hit by Lizzo is about a romance gone bad and features adult lyrics. I heard this song over the summer. Loved it. It's been my jam. Each year, Los Madano School second grade teacher Dorothy Malari chooses a song to start each day with positive energy. She wanted Truth Hurts. I knew when I heard the song um, that it's definitely not, you know, appropriate for school. So she rewrote the lyrics and taught them to her students, which spawned this video. It has since gone viral, with viewers attracted to the energy and positive messaging about education, learning, and having each other's backs. The kids like it too. It makes us feel happy in the morning and makes us feel loved. When we sing this song, it, we forget about all the bad things that happened. Sometimes personal life gets crazy, and as soon as we sing that song, it's like a time for us to exhale, be in that moment, feed off each other's energy. So school's out. These kids will leave today with the energy they've compiled from singing the song, and they'll come back tomorrow morning and do it all again. And, and yeah, I love this class. Hey, let's be And it shows. And it's, it's really sweet because um, some of the lyrics are, let's be great because I know we are great. I just took an e ELA test. Turns out I'm 100% that smart. You know, I just think it's so clever. Cute. Isn't that clever? I like, the, I like the way that they're using music to like engage the kids. 100%. Because, you know, kids are physical beings and they need to sing and they need to wander around and they need to move with their body. Yep. And that putting all of those connections together helps them in a learning environment. That's really sweet. I thought it was. So I think we need a my teacher. Talk. If you're a teacher and you're they listening. They work so hard. Like just, I feel like. You don't get thanked enough, so thank you. Whether you know your big kid, little kid, we don't pay teachers enough. We don't get our appreciation enough. But I mean, honestly, when you think about the stuff your kids do to their teachers, or just the pains they are at school, and how those teachers just rally, and how they think of all these ways to engage your kid. Mm-hmm. Who does that in a workplace? No one. Right, where you have to keep reinventing yeah, and, and changing and modifying. And they move it forward uh-huh. and they stay with the trends. They're and, pretty amazing. Yeah, I've got totally. quite a few friends who are teachers. It's and incredible. It, Not to mention often spending their own money on supplies. Yes, yes. That's this science fair think teacher. We should she like had no in, life. Project Down and Dirty Teach School. Um, no, because I think it would end up in lawsuits because yeah, you're all a little profane. A years. <laughs> that, I know. Project down and dirty detention. Yeah, exactly. For us. Yeah, we yeah, just be in us. there. Breakfast club. Project yeah, down and go. dirty bref- breakfast club. All right, so when we come back, we have so many stories and we've got... Um, a really good book on later in the next hour. We've got tickets still to give away to the Pretenders and Journey. That's happening this summer at the Excel. Stick with us. This is Lori and Julia on My Talk 1071.